This episode is brought to you by Accenture. A better you starts with better hydration. Accenture is on a mission to inspire people to do what matters most. Their proprietary ionization process transforms water from any source into ionized alkaline water, providing water that's 99.9% pure with a pH of 9.5 or higher. Essentia Overachieving H2O, the number one ionized alkaline water. Shop now. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, welcome to Ikea, where even this desk is circular. Huh. How so? Looks pretty rectangular to me. It's because we're always looking to repair, reuse, and we love our products, like buying back your IKEA items for store credit, or shop our as-is section for great deals. You can even order free spare parts. Get on the circular path for a more sustainable future. Still a rectangle. Get started at ikea-usa.com slash circular. Visit ikea-usa.com slash circular for as-is information and buyback and resale terms and conditions. Spare parts not available for all products. This episode is brought to you by Dove. You use all the right skincare products for your face, but your body has been missing out. With new Dove Serum Body Wash, you can give your body the vitamin C glow it's been wanting, the hydration boost it's been craving, and the active skincare ingredients it deserves. It's time for your body care era. New Dove Serum Body Wash. Get Dove or get FOMO. Welcome to the Olive Podcast. I'm Janine, Olive's Deputy Editor and Podcast Host, and each episode I'll be catching up with chefs, cuckoo writers and characters from the food scene in Britain and beyond. Join us each week to expand your food knowledge as our guests share 10 things we need to know about the specialist subject. And do listen out for our effortless bonus episodes where they also reveal their top cooking cheats, hacks and shortcuts. Delighted to welcome John Gregory Smith back to the podcast. John is a chef, TV presenter, you might have seen him on This Morning or Sunday Brunch, and the author of seven brilliant books, including Saffron in the Souks, Orange Blossom and Honey, and Turkish Delights. His new book, Fast Feast, is out in May. I've had a sneak preview and it's fab as usual. So welcome to the podcast, John. <laughs> oh, it's so good to be back. It feels like a very long time. So thank you for having me. Yeah, I think the last time we spoke was actually right at the beginning of the pandemic when we did a podcast on um, like an armchair was around Tel Aviv. Yeah, and we did it remotely. And that's a brilliant one if anyone wants to go and listen to it. <laughs> um, but first of all, can you tell us about how the your new book came about? Because I believe you wrote it during the pandemic when you were also making these daily quick and easy recipe videos on your Insta and on TikTok. So did the two things go hand in hand? Because it is all about quick and easy food, isn't it? Absolutely. So the book is all about quick and easy food, fast feasts. Um, and it came about, like, I'm going to say, out of complete despair from <laughs> lockdown. So like many people, I lost my career. I, I essentially freelanced. Everything went. Um, so I took up uh, professional wine drinking for several weeks, like we all did. I think did. we all did, yeah. And, uh, just, just for several weeks, not for <laughs> several months, really. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, again, like most people realized that that wasn't sustainable. So let's let's park it. And I was living with my sister at the time because I was either be on my own or going 
with my family. So I was with my family. They were all like busy with school and my sister was busy looking after the kids and doing that horrendous homeschooling. Um, and her husband was working. I wasn't. So I decided to become the full-time chef. That was my job. I have a lot of energy. So I, I could, after a few weeks, kind of got that locked down and then I was like, I need something to do. So I started filming the recipes that I was cooking. And it was very different from what I normally do because I normally make like Middle Eastern food yeah. or go to Gaza and cook a dish from Gaza. This was like total family basis because it yeah. was at that time when there was no flour or eggs. So, yeah, you know, well, I wasn't going to be whipping out pomegranate molasses. <laughs> like, yeah. It was back to basic. But I started filming them, popping them online as something, literally something to do. Yeah. And that became kind of a thing. It was kind of interesting. And then once the world started opening up, I was like, actually, it's really interesting to write these very sort of simple everyday recipes, mm. but could I add the ingredients and the tips and tricks that I learned abroad that I love? Yeah. So dropping in ingredients like like my favorite harissa or rose water or za'atar, but into something like a mac cheese. And whereas before I would never have done anything like that, actually it was really interesting yeah. to do. It was lovely. So that sort of morphed into what I was putting out online. And I, my old publisher... I won't name any names, ghosted me. <laughs> and my, I spoke to a new publisher and they'd seen all, and isn't that awful? And they'd seen all my stuff and they were like, this is really interesting. Would you be up for doing a book? Yeah. You know, like what you do online. And I just said, absolutely, I'd love to. Um, and that's how this book was born. So it's it's kind of a joy to see it come to light after two years and, you know, grow from something that yeah. was nothing and all a bit bleak and now it's suddenly just lovely and you you just told me that your your kind of insta <laughs> figures went up from six what was it so then? i was on like 30 or forty thousand yeah. before pandemic and i only really used instagram to kind of promote a new book or yeah. something like that or a few recipes and so it's now 160 wow and amazing. i've got 100 on tiktok and I tell you what, have you ever heard that Kim Kardashian thing where she's like, it's a full time job. It's like, oh my, it's like relentless. But I do love it because it's sort of, I'm in control of it and yeah. I get to just make lovely food with things that I well, like. Well, you were consistent. I think that's a thing when, you know, you were, you were providing like amazing content yeah. at a time when we kind of needed that content. I'd like you know? to think I gave the world frying yeah. pan pizzas. <laughs> <laughs> strap line and just so people know like your credentials if they don't know you your um your your previous books i mean you did your 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 background your interest is is very heavily into middle eastern and north african food and in your previous books um you know like saffron and the six and orange blossom and honey you actually went and traveled and spent months in these places and you went and stayed with like local families and learned how to to make the dishes from scratch so they're very mm. much kind of travelogy absolutely like serious cooking but like yeah. really um you know as as authentic as you could get your kind of interpretation sure. of them um but but really nice that you then took all of that knowledge and and turned it into these lovely little quick and easy recipes yeah. as well and I felt that was just really liberating to do that because I don't think I don't you know in our industry people talk about like, like permissions so yeah. like have you got the permission to kind of write that book I don't think I would have had permission to have written Fast Feast two no. years ago without pandemic because everyone would have just said to me well that's not what you're known for go and write another book in another country yeah and that is what I wanted to do and I still feel my Palestinian book, which I've got the best name ever for, is which is only half written. It will come at some yeah. point. But it was really amazing to kind of then put all of that knowledge and, and you know, like 
love that people taught me. They taught me all these amazing things into something that's just quick and easy you can make in the week. I was always very particular about, you know, for me to write about cuisine. Yeah. You know, I grew up in West London. For me to write about Middle Eastern food, I had to go there. I had to earn my stripes. I had to live over there for several months and get to know it and, you know, stay with people in the middle of nowhere and really kind of do my homework to be able to talk about it, which which I still stand by, actually. But I, it meant that professionally, I would never have put a recipe out from a country that I'd not been to or yeah. used something from somewhere. Whereas, again, for this book, because I couldn't travel, I did feel like I wanted a little bit more inspiration. Mm. So I did read a lot about cuisines like Iraqi food, Iranian food, Kurdish food. And they've got like incredible Afghani food, amazing food. And I did borrow elements of that. I've I've credited wherever it's due because mm. I feel that's really important. Yeah. But that was really nice as well to be able to sort of read about a wonderful recipe um, and then make something from it and then borrow a bit of it was really interesting because I'd never done that before either. So that was fun. So today, inspired by your book, we're going to talk about 10 things you need to know about shortcut cooking. Because obviously that's the focus. And we've got lots of clever cheats and hacks coming up. So let's start with number one, which is, um, I love finding new stuff to do with a familiar boring ingredient. And this is surprising (laughs) things to do with mayonnaise, which we've all got in our fridges. And can we just, let's just caveat, mayonnaise (laughs) is the greatest thing ever. So (laughs) slathered on bread in sandwich is is a win. But yes, no, I found some amazing things that you can do with it. So mayonnaise like butter um, is very high fat and it gives a beautiful texture to things. So two of the things that I discovered, one was actually in a kebab shop in Ramallah, Mm which is the capital of Palestine. I was doing a street food tour with this incredible artist. He was really wonderful because he spoke English. So he was taking me around. Yeah. And one of the, actually one of the weirdest things about Marla that was just surprised me, it's had, it has the best free Wi-Fi ever, which is so Random. weird. Yeah. So I'd be in Ramallah and my phone was like 4G buzzing. I loved it. Um, and he took me to this little kebab shop where this man was making like just chicken shish Mm -hmm. and he showed me how to make the marinade and I assumed it was like slightly weird yogurt because you know the the texture is very colors very different and then I thought it was a a Lebanese thing called tuum which is like a garlic thing it's like garlic and oil whizzed together isn't it and it wasn't and he kept saying to me like mayonnaise and I was like yeah yeah but what is it and he was like you're being really weird is mayonnaise. And I like, that's so clever. So actually, so he put the spices, the mm. garlic, the lemon, everything else, but just use the mayonnaise. And what it gives is it gives a slight silkiness to mm. the meat. And because it's slightly sweeter than yogurt, there's more sugar in. It gives it a really nice coating as well. Wow. It's, you know, when you cook... Um, like a stir fry and you put cornstarch. Yeah, on, I did that last night. When you, it's you, amazing. So when you um, ten- tenderize the... Um, the, the, the meat the meat first with yeah. and sometimes you put a tiny pinch of bicarb in there yeah, as well it's and amazing corn flour and then soy and just um and it gives you that slight yeah. fluffy coating it yeah. sort of does Vel- that velvetin velvety. it's called yeah, yeah. Um, that's a really good tip as well which has got nothing to do with this but yeah should you want to stir fry check that out but no it's really really it's really good and what's lovely is like I love a kebab and uh, if you marinate meat, you you know, you should always use yogurt, lemon, salt. But quite often people are like, oh, I don't have any yogurt. Yogurt, yeah. Everyone's got mayonnaise. It's like, it's like bomb proof, isn't it? It's always somewhere. You yeah. can always find <laughs> you can it. Get at the back of the place, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you'll find it. You so should eat was... like two jars. <laughs> oh, I, I, I mean, I, I love it. I actually yeah. think it's such a delicious thing. I mix mayonnaise quite a lot with rose harissa in mm, sandwiches. So good. So good. And then the other thing that was very 
very good with mayo is for grilled cheese sandwich. So instead of buttering the exterior, mayonnaise it. And it really gives like a really beautiful, deep coloured crisp it, mm. and like a really good crunch almost that you don't get from butter. Yeah. It's very good. Cool. I love I love that. Top tip. <laughs> um, and number two is using some clever cheats. We're going to allow this like clever cheats. So things, you know, that it, they're going to speed everything up. And this came out of me seeing you do a video for fake Manti. So tell us firstly about Manti for listeners who've never come across them before. Okay. So... Manti are little Turkish dumplings. They're, ve- they're really tiny. You know, if you go to the supermarket and you can buy like the fresh tortellini, yeah. quite often you can buy things called capelli or capelli. Capelli. Yeah. The tiny yeah, ones. Yeah. Yeah. They're like almost smaller than that. And it's a real art form. They're like mm. little square parcels of, of lamb mince mm. so in good. a dough. And then they're boiled yeah. and then served with very, very, very sort of thick yogurt. It's not labna, but it's thick yogurt. Yeah. And a chili butter, so that will be with the Turkish pepper flakes nice. that kind of bleed into it and give that lovely colour. And then dry mint. Yeah. And it's just amazing. It's so good. Because the yogurt's so rich, it's not tangy. So it's almost like a cream Creamy, cheese. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, and I love it. And during lockdown, I was looking for because I didn't travel. I was like, I really miss all this kind of food, yeah. but I couldn't, I, like, I'm too lazy to make manti. I mean, they're, they're literally, they're so tiny. I have the shortest attention span. It just would never <laughs> happen ever. And I couldn't buy them. So I just thought, well, can I just mock it up with fresh tortellini, which you could buy yeah. some yogurt, chili butter and, and, and do, do it that way. And look, it's not the real thing. Mm. The real thing is a, a complete art form, but it's a really nice sort but of But you get the textures night, and you get yeah. the comfort in there, don't you? Exactly. Because it's that kind of lovely squishy. And f- I, 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 I do get hammered sometimes when I put these things on because people will be like, well, you're kind of taking it away from the original. And I, I do understand that. But I, w- whenever I do something like this, I will always, it's always an ode to yeah, the original. It's your, and it's yeah. like, I love the original. I wouldn't make it on a Monday night. No. So here's something you can, you know, try. But yeah. I, and I always say, like, if you like this, go and try the original because it's way better. Yeah. So it's it's a really good one. And I love it. I mean, actually, like, I want to refilm it, actually, because I think that I filmed that so long ago before I really knew how to film. It's all a bit shaky. <laughs> <laughs> Do a new one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You get, and the thing is, you can get really good um, filled pastas in the supermarkets, yeah. you know, just from the like chili cabinet or whatever, you can get really good ones. So, so you've got I a like, that. you've got a nice little base there for one of my guilty food pleasures. If I've gone out a little bit too hard on the weekend is the, they all sell them. It's just the cheese and ham tortellini mm. kind of just tastes of salt. So delicious. But then you put an obscene amount of butter, yeah. loads of more salt, black pepper and parmesan. Yeah. And it, it, I just think it's the nicest thing ever. Yeah. I love it. My stomach's actually rumbling <laughs> at the thought of it. I hope no one it's can dead basic, on but it's so good. <laughs> yeah, but we love a bit of that. Everyone loves mash, but you've love got some new ways of mashing things up. Tell us about that. So I've always been in, I think because I'm so obsessed with hummus, I'm yeah. quite into like mashing things. Mm. <laughs> texture, it's a texture love thing, it. isn't it? Yeah. And one of the things, this this is in my book, but actually it was before I wrote that. It was, was it before? No, it's not before I wrote the book. I hate avocado on toast. Really? It's so gross. It's all mushy and rank and like stinks. <laughs> oh my God, this is controversial. <laughs> I literally can't bear it. And um, I know that the whole world loves it, but for me. So I was thinking like, oh, what could, what fun things could you have instead of avocado <laughs> and what's green? Peas. 
mashed peas in the morning, not so convinced. Mix them with feta yeah. when they're hot and you actually sort of mash it and the feta melts into it. You do get this beautiful, mushy deliciousness. Cheesy yeah. peas, come on. So that is... And cheaper as well. Oh, it's and, so good. And more ecologically sound, I believe. I just, I honestly <laughs> love it. And it's really good with bacon because you get the salty, yeah. tart bacon and the slightly sweet peas. Yeah. So that I did. And then I've actually riffed it and put it in the book with a very easy salmon tray bake. That's and it's nice. it's just really nice flavors. Yeah. It's very simple. Because you could do it with anything. I mean, you could put that on toast. You could have that it's with really fish. Good. Can you, you could have that with like a lamb, lamb yeah. steak with some and mint even in as just, well. I have done it for a dinner where, so I used to do a bit of quite private catering and they wanted like, I'm terrible at them. They wanted canapes, oh God, yeah. but I did it as quite cute. Like, I can't remember what was on top of it. It was like a little spring lamb, but with that one, it was all oh, kind of sweet. that's nice. Yeah, that's lovely. And it's dead easy because you just blend yeah, it yeah. all. So that was a really nice one. And then the other one is butter bean mash. And that's just delicious. Like, I can't, I can't actually remember where it is in this book. Or if, is it in the book? Yeah, you've got a butter bean mash in there. Of course. I, I oh, yeah, with pork there. chops. With pork chops, yeah. So in the book, I do it with pork chops. And actually, what's so nice about the butter beans, when you buy a tin of them, they're so soft mm. and lovely. And they have a nice texture. The flavor's not super strong, but it's a vehicle for other things. So if you just mash them with anything from like a bit of fried onion and garlic as a basic, mm. right up to, you know, adding herbs and spices, yeah. it's really nice. Sort of quite filling and it's a nice alternative to just potato every time, I yeah. think. Another good tip that I found during lockdown, I was sent um, to try some like jarred butter beans, you know, the if you can get the kind of Spanish ones in jars, yeah. the texture is, they, they seem a little bit expensive, but the jars are massive yeah. and the texture's so gorgeous. It's like much firmer. It's, it's not, it's not as mushy, is it? Yeah. It's, it's got, it is mushy inside, but it's got a, it's like they've been cooked properly rather than just nuked and put in a can. Yeah. But I, you know, don't knock the can stuff either. No, no, it's the great, can's but no, amazing. I, I know yeah, what you I mean. Just, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just quite nice to try the, the different. I think, you know, you know, that kind of the, is it the Greek like baked butter beans? Like the gigantes. Yeah. Beans, you can make yeah. them better with something like that because they will hold shape a lot yeah, better. Yeah, lovely. With, if, if they're in a sauce, like if you're, say, yeah. roasting a chicken with loads of garlic and lemon mm. and then take the chicken out and stir the butter beans into the juices with some Love herbs, that. that's just the easiest. Please note, I've cooked lunch. absolutely nothing for Janine. Yeah. So we're both starving. <laughs> I've had an extremely strong... She has got water. I've got, a, I've got the strongest <laughs> coffee don't, in the universe. I've got the strongest <laughs> coffee. It's working. Um, okay, so on to the next one, which Ooh. is instant sauces. I know yes. this is one of your faves. Love it. So this is a new thing for me. I love an instant sauce. So I like things that you can just dollop a few things in and you've got a sauce rather than kind of making one. Yeah. And here are a few that I really like. So if you, like cream cheese is is brilliant it, on yeah. toast or whatever. But actually, if you start melting it down, it's an instant sauce. Mm. It's so good. And that, when you're cooking any kind of pasta, because of the pasta water, it just, it creates yeah. an instant amazing sauce. Mm. And one of my favorites, and again, this, this is in the book, which is, um, you know, your new favorite Monday night supper, which is gnocchi easy takes three minutes to boil shove it in a pan with some cream cheese harissa a little bit of butter and salt Ooh, yes. and you literally just stir it through with some of that pasta water and you yeah. have this just amazing unctuous sauce it's so lovely That's it's good. really nice. i actually had that the other day it was the so good, good and the good thing about cream cheese that i found as well because i've done that used it in place of cream yeah because it it lasts for like a month or a, a 
a few weeks. Whereas cream, you know, you've got like days for yeah. it to, to go off, but you can keep a little it's tub also of Philadelphia to, in the fridge and then you can it's just It's a slightly scoop a little different bit texture, isn't yeah. it? It's sort of, it's almost you, slightly richer than... You, yeah, you need less of it. I love That's that. That's what's really nice about it, yeah. Mm, yummy. And what, what other instant sauces have you got? So um, a really lovely one that it was, is sort of like very uh, Levant-ish is is grated tomato okay. now that sounds like super weird but actually if you <laughs> if you grate a tomato on the coarse side of a cheese grater yeah essentially what you do is get a lovely pulp and it just removes the skin because the skin won't go through oh, yeah, so you course. kind of yeah what you're left with is like the the, the tomato water and a, and a pulp so it kind of it's slightly thicker yeah. than just water if that makes sense are you with me yeah. and um in quite often in the sort of on the eastern med they will then mix that with olive oil and some garlic and then use that as like a dressing but and but often to put something hot in so if you put like a hot roasted veg into that it just soaks it up oh, such a good so idea. you get this lovely sort of sweet tangy light tomato vibe mm. soaked up it's really good so i have a recipe where essentially it's just that with roasted aubergines and they are like sponges anyway yeah. so it's really good but it's it's a really nice one if you're doing any kind of roasted veg cook meat and you just sort of bung it in and you just get this lovely lovely flavor it's mm. really really nice very good on hummus as well it's lovely it's kind of like i i think i did a recipe once for lamb and it's like a reverse marinade mm. so rather than marinating it before mm. you you like cook the um you know boned out lamb leg and then slice it up and then a bit like your thing, just spoon that yeah. all over the top of it and then just leave it let it soak yeah. in and then serve that look warm with yeah you know, your salad or whatever on a summer day. I love it's that, gorgeous. Because it really soaks it up. Yeah. It? Sort of and then like... also you get the juices from the mm. the meat, like mix in with all of that and make mm. it mix it yeah, instant sauce. As you said, instant sauces. <laughs> instant there you go. Sauces. Yeah. Um, what else? So yogurt as well is like I, I'm really into yogurt. I use I yogurt, yogurt as a dip. I use it as a sauce so you can put it on the base for anything. Um, I, as, as with the manti, you can use it actually to sauce pasta. To, it's delicious. It's a great, you know. Which yogurt do you buy? Because I I always buy Greek now because it just seems to you get so much more bang for your buck basically because yeah. it's so rich. So, so it just, and if, it, it doesn't split as easily as what, well. What I find with I'm like totally supermarket savvy. That's why yeah. I do like ninety nine percent of my shopping. Whenever I buy the slightly kind of taller tubs that mm. are great for like kind of you know, just in the morning, if you just want yeah, a scoop yeah. of yogurt, they, you're right. They don't quite have that mega richness that if you go to the Middle East, to, to you know, Europe and you get, they have that very, very rich yogurt. So Dense, yeah. is that, I always just get total yogurt. Yeah. They're like the Greeks. 5% yeah. fat. It's got the best flavor, like really yeah. rounded. It's yeah. almost weird. Like when you have it, you're, you're like, wow, that's such a big flavor. Yeah. And I think it works better. Uh, if you're going to cook it down for a sauce because it won't split. Yeah. Or if you're using it as a marinade, it clings to everything a bit better. Yeah. And I think you're right. Don't get the, don't go for the 0% fat because they're just taking all the good stuff out. I know. It's so good for you as well. I know. I know. I, don't quote me on this, but quite, well, don't quote me on this, but do. <laughs> but thousands of people will Quite often though, when you look at like the actual, when the fat, when you look at a zero fat thing compared to a full fat it's thing not it's often different. very marginal yeah it's really marginal and for something like yogurt that's a natural product with probiotics in it's like you're probably better off eating the full fat one less yeah. a bit less often yeah definitely it's but whatever floats you about however it works for you it's better for you um now you love middle eastern flavors as we've, Ooh, as we've just heard 
So your next point is all about all of those amazing flavor-boosting spice mixes mm. that actually are a lot easier to get hold of these days. Absolutely. Talk us through some of them. So I I love things that are like bang for your buck. That's such a good expression yeah. to use. I love that expression. But I, I think it's great. So in the kitchen, if, you, if you're not someone who wants to have 10 million spices, if you go and buy a ready, ready-bought spice mix, all the supermarkets sell them now. You've got 10 spices in there already mm. done. So easy. So they're a very good way for like quick cheats cooking facts and the ones that i i mean i've literally got hundreds over there and i've got a whole box of them if you sort of look down there you can just see them creeping out um but the ones i like are baharat so baharat actually just means spice in arabic okay um but it's not to be confused with a spice mix also called baharat uh and that is used more on the the sort of coastal side rather than the main bit of the Middle East, they wouldn't really use it, but it's essentially a woody mix mm. of spices, a bit like a Indian garam masala, but it's it's cloves, it's very allspice heavy, yeah. lots of cinnamon, and it's really nice on any kind of marinated meat. And it just goes really well mm. with like, it's best friends with lamb. It's lovely. Lovely. So I really like that one. Dukkha is um, an Egyptian spice mix, which is traditionally made with, uh, hazelnuts and spices kind of ground down but quite coarse yeah. textured and what you would traditionally use that for is is like you were saying with that lamb dish where you marinate afterwards you'd almost use that at as the a, end as a sprinkle yeah exactly. i put it on eggs and oh it's just delicious it's just isn't really it? good on instant breakfast. flavor instant texture yeah baharat you would you would add more at the beginning to kind of cook yeah. out and mellow thing, yeah. Because it's quite a full-on flavour. But duck is more like a condiment, really, I isn't love it? that. Yeah. Really good with olive oil and bread. Yeah. Then I love Raz al-Hanout, um, which is a, a Moroccan spice blend. And it means top of the shop. And what it what that really means is you would, in the sort of olden days, you would go to the spice merchant and mm. go, I want the best spices. So he'd cream the top of the shelf and make yeah. this mix for you. And I mean... The list of ingredients is endless. I mean, yeah. it's, but it, but the flavors in there are things like rose petals, Moroccan cumin. It's really, really incredible. And you, you can buy that in every supermarket now. And it's great with anything like lamb. It's really good with fish. It's really good with cauliflower. Nice. And you can use that before or after the cooking. And then my favorite Lebanese spice mix, and I've got so much of this stuff actually, is za'atar. Yeah. And za'atar is... So if you're in Lebanon, there's a there's a herb called za'atar, which okay. grows in the south. And it's like, it's sort of, it's one of those amazing things when you go abroad, when it's za'atar season, everyone's just like, oh yes, it's za'atar season. And it and they'll use it fresh in salads. And it's yeah. got this amazing flavor, a bit like, a bit like fresh oregano, mm. very sort of like herbal. Yeah. That sounds weird, but you know what no, I mean? No, I know it's exactly quite what you mean, yeah. amazing smell. So it's a little bit like that. And then... They have a spice mix called zatar, which is where they use the dried zatar leaves mm. and then they mix it with sumac, which is a little red berry that kind of grows in quite dry areas. And it's got a very tart tang, tart, like, like lemon. Like lemon yeah. yeah. And they mix it with that and then sesame seeds. And that's in Lebanon when you order zatar, that's what you get. But over yeah. here, we they don't really share the zatar plant. It's like, nah, this, this, is, this is for us. <laughs> they only grow, you know, it's because it's, it's such a tiny country. So you'd normally get a mix of thyme or dried oregano. Okay. And it's really nice. So it's sort of herbally, lovely texture, mm. lovely fragrance. And that's great at the end of cooking. But also like 
if you roll something like a tuna steak in it, so it covers it and then sear it. Oh, delicious. It's lovely. Fantastic. Okay, for number six, Italians look away now. Oh, yeah. So Italy. (laughs) Because you said um, one of your... One of your videos has 30 million views and a few death threats. Yeah, I mean. Um, and it's one pot pasta. So like, I love pasta. <laughs> I've always loved it. My granny used to call me Pasta Percy when I was younger because that's all I used oh, to eat. I refused bless. everything else. And it, it's, I love it. And I again, for my career, I had no reason to ever sort of talk about pasta. But it's, I love it. And now I, I'm a, like a diehard fan. And um, I love a one pot pasta dish. And by that, I mean, you put the raw yeah. pasta in with the water and the other flavors. And okay, you less, less washing up for one. Yep. But by retaining the starch, it does give it you does a slightly silky, different yeah. texture at the end. Um, and I know, again, so when, when <laughs> all Italians were saying to me, yeah, but you keep the pasta water and it does the same thing. It's like, it, that does, but this is slightly different because you keep all of the starch. Yeah. So it's just mega creamy. So if you want something that's like, super indulgent yummy baby foodie vibe this yeah. works and i did it with huge conchetti shells oh yeah nice which are traditionally used for stuffing and baking yeah. and i just slapped that in a pan basically with a load of pesto and cream cheese <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> and it was so good and it had 30 million views wow and the like the really nice reaction stopped quite quickly and then i think suddenly italy saw it and was like this is an affront to all Italian food. I just want to caveat, I love Italian food. I, I actually wanted to be Italian when I was younger because I like pasta so much. I just thought it was so cool. And what my point was that at no point had I ever said that what I eat on a Wednesday night is Italian food. It's just no. like a load of delicious cheesy mush that I love. No. And it sort of resonated. And it's a it's a theme because I do continue making one pot pasta dishes yeah. and putting them online because I love them. But everyone else does. Well, let's talk about more worthy things, which is um, <laughs> <laughs> using your freezer efficiently as a. So everyone always says this, don't they? Whenever you talk about like kind yeah. of shortcut cooking and waste, it's use the freezer, but really do use your freezer, and you can use it for so much more than like freezing a cooked meal and ice. So like anything like fresh herbs, if you're not going to use them, I just put the whole packet in the freezer really? and then just grab a little crumble and crumble what what they won't have is if you want like a scattering of fresh oh, yeah. herbs over something that is not going to work but if you're putting something cooked at the yeah. end of the cooking process and just folding it through it's 90 percent of the same yeah. and i just literally put the whole packet in and rip off what i want also i often buy things like lemongrass kaffir lime leaves when i'll go i'll suddenly decide i want something thai yeah go and buy it all use a tiny bit of it and then be like i don't want to do the rest again all in the freezer yeah. and it just all and lasts brilliantly and then i do this death drink in the morning that i have every <laughs> morning because it's so gross it looks like someone's put slimer in the blender <laughs> and it's avocado which i don't like anyway but i feel like you've got to eat it banana which i hate banana as well <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> spinach that's all right and kale i hate kale three literally three <laughs> devil foods go into it and then i use this spirulina powder oh yeah i don't really know what it does but i've been told it's good for me so i'm just going to stick with it until yeah. i'm told otherwise and then i blend that up and i drink a pint of it every day but what i do is for ease and not wasting yeah. i buy a massive load of bananas and avos chop them up into like little pieces like you know two inch cubes and then just freeze them. Yeah. So they're all done. That means in the morning you get a kind of nicer texture. Texture as and well. And they don't yeah. go off. 
Because yeah. otherwise they just go off and go mash No, it. no, it's such a good idea as well. And then you get all your prep done. You can put it in a big exactly. Tupperware tub. And exactly. Then, and then it's just there. Your death drink Dump. is ready to go. <laughs> the um, And then number eight, something I like. I know there's a bit of controversy about them because um, I think because of them coming in plastic. Yeah. The pouch the grain pouches but I think what's really good about them is they're so good for when when there's only two of you and you just don't want to spend all of that energy and time yeah. like and actually there's some great companies and I'm sure they're doing more recyclable pouches I'm now sure, as well yeah. I'm sure they are um and you can get so many different ones as well like you yeah. know your barley and spelt Freaker, and all Freaker, these kind of which things is quite yeah hard to get hold of. and I think often people might buy that with the greatest intentions, get it home, then go like, oh God, you actually have to boil it for 40 minutes yeah. and I can't be bothered. And I think these are really good, especially for cooking for two, as you said, or you want something quick. They're just brilliant. And what I, I often find that they're a little bit hard. Yeah. And if you just get a big old nonstick frying pan on high heat, yeah. so you know, when you can, can't quite put your hand over it, chuck them in, give it like 30 seconds just to like, break it break it up and get some heat into the grains mm. a couple of tablespoons of water and they literally you can see them they just fluff up get them out and they're lovely and soft and just like you boiled them and this and is brilliant. where all of your other things come in as well isn't it because you can use things like harissa or yeah. chamula or something you can get from a jar that you buy yeah and just stir it through yeah. and then you've got this instant kind of yeah. side and i've even seen actually this amazing thai chef that i follow on instagram and she does like she does a Thai fried rice using the grains just, just to be a bit healthier in the week oh, rather really? than having white rice. Just yeah. using a pouch of yeah. grains. Brilliant. That's so good. Yeah. And that actually leads us on to your number nine, which is embrace the microwave because they're actually great as well for, you know, energy is becoming a big issue. Yeah. It's going to be even more and more. So again, if you, if your freak is going to take 45 minutes on the hob and you can get a pouch of it and it takes three minutes in the microwave, I mean, it's a no brainer really, isn't it? So the microwave now, a lot of people are a bit sniffy about them. I think they're brilliant. Mm. Yes, if you want to eat your leftovers, win. But I have, I've got, I live in a really, like we're sat in my tiny flat, <laughs> my tiny kitchen. And if I've got people over and I'm using the hob and I'm like, I want my veggies done all at the same time as everything else I'm cooking. Yeah. In a glass bowl, drop a couple of drops of water covered in the microwave and they steam perfectly. Mm. And you don't lose any nutrients. You get the really nice crispy texture. You know, like where it's still crispy is wrong word, where it's nice and crunchy and lovely. Yeah. I think they're great. Um, I also keep flatbreads in the freezer, freezer, yeah. um, because I'm I will go to the shop, buy two packets because I'm greedy, get home, and then they go off almost within thirty seconds because yeah. they're so fresh. And if you just pop them in the freezer, take one out and put them in the microwave for twenty seconds, they're lovely and soft and fluffy again. Yeah. So I think it's a really it's a good tool to it's have. It's a good tool. It's a good aid. It's like a cooking aid, isn't it? Definitely. It's not, you're not going to do everything in there. You can't no. do everything in there. But, you know, it's it's some, it's some a great sort of... For the right thing things, it's brilliant. And even defrosting. Like, yeah. if you if you need to, like... I eat a weird amount of chicken. And if I want to defrost something really quickly, yeah. you can just slap it in on full and then get it out. And it will be, like, you know, half cooked. Then you can roast it off in yeah. the oven. It's really good. And that comes on to your last thing actually which is about batch cooking because if you're yeah. batch cooking and you're freezing and you're freezing in nice little tubs that means you don't have to think about getting it out yeah. in the morning to you know and i read a stat saying that 40 percent of all grown foods in the uk i.e fruits vegetables that are grown here i presume grains as well are then thrown away god and that is a huge amount of food and when people talk about food waste here and 
you know, often there's like food waste campaigns and you see, I don't know, a chef cooking like something with carrot tops, yeah. which is great. But if you go to Tesco, there aren't carrot tops no. anywhere. They're all cut off. The best thing that you can do is buy little and often. Mm. So you don't throw away. Or if you do notice you've got extra stuff, just batch cook something like a soup or a yummy chili, box it up, shove it in the freezer, and then you've got like instant yeah, win yeah, later yeah. on. Yeah. It is a really good way to do it. Do you do that every week? A lot. Do I you? do a lot of batch cooking. So I do, I do my like green death thing yeah and then i will do like things like dolls stews i've got quite a tiny freezer but i love knowing that if i suddenly decide not to go out and i want to stay in that i've just got something really nice in there pasta freezes really well as well top tip one for pastas freeze really well Well, they so the they'll come out of of the microwave so all this is all feeding into the same machine yeah a bit claggy but you just a little bit of hot water boom, they wake up done Amazing. God. <laughs> well, so many brilliant tips there, John. And um, if people want to get your book, it's called Fast Feast, Quick and Easy Recipes with Middle Eastern Twist by John Gregory Smith. Um, and where can people follow your fantastic videos? So I'm online at John GS, all one word, on Instagram, TikTok, and now YouTube. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Triple whammy. I know, right? <laughs> thanks for coming to chat. Oh, today, thanks for having John. me. It's always great. a pleasure. Thank you for listening to the Olive Podcast. For recipes and more information, head to olivemagazine.com. Do remember to listen out for our effortless bonus episodes where our guests reveal their best cooking cheats, hacks, and shortcuts. And don't forget to subscribe at iTunes, Acast, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.